Hello, all you beautiful people, and welcome to the Yesterworld podcast. With me today, we have the one and only Disney Dan. How are you, Disney Dan? Why does everyone describe me as the one and only? <laughs> That's there's true. Pl- there's tons of people out there like me, isn't there? There's a, was it someone on <laughs> Flickr? Wasn't it on Flickr you found someone who had your oh, name? Oh, yeah, there's a guy, there's a really talented uh, Disney park photographer, just an amateur guy uh, who goes around. He contributes a lot to uh, charactercentral.net, which, oh. interestingly enough, is a resource I use a lot. So, um he uh, who's just a really, really great photographer of Disney parks. And he, he has the moniker Disney Dan, or at least that's what he's been rolling with for a while. And uh, and I just kind of stumbled into it, not knowing anything about this dude uh, and, you know, kind of like branded right. my channel and got a website and then come to find out there's a really great, super talented, way more talented Disney Dan out there. Um, I've got to meet him one day. Well, it's such, find a, it's such a like a flow like Disney Dan, you know, it has a a ring to it. Yeah. There's, there's other people who got there with the name Disney Dan or um, like I, like when, when my, when Disney infinity codes, which was what I originally had the YouTube channel for when it was, when I was covering Disney infinity, um, I was going to change it over to like, you know, the, the, the bearded dad gamer or, or bearded dad or, you know, the beard. I was going to try it. Cause you know, I, I, I was infamous for having a beard mm. and, um, and there were so many of them. And so I just I just landed on Disney Dan. It just it just rolled off the tongue nicely. But, yeah, um, I was I was gonna do uh, Yesterland, which is funny because a lot of people assume they'll be like uh, like oh I I think it was Kevin actually who was like oh I got you mixed up because it's similar you know Yesterworld Yesterland. Yeah. But since there was already a really amazing website for like uh, if anyone hasn't if you go to Yesterland.com um, they uh, or I don't know who, I'm not sure who runs it, but just fat, like a really great rundown of practically every past theme park or any past Disney attraction stuff, whether it's restaurants, which is where I got a, some of my information for my recent video, um, rides, you know, it's, I, I don't know how they put it together. Yeah. It must've taken forever because it's just tons yeah. and tons of these articles and it's Tons of information. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so speaking, speaking of, uh, uh, restaurants and rides and, and, and stuff of old, can we talk about this, the, the stuff of new, because I hear that you went to Toy Story Land and I'm super jealous of you. I did. Yeah. I went on the second day it was open. Oh, was really? On, no, wait, it was on I, um, Sunday. I, eh. One of, it was, I think it was you, the um, second day. You, you tweeted and you're like, you're like, finally. Yeah. And that was all your tweets said. And I'm like, uh oh, what happened? What happened to Mark? Well, I thought it, I thought <laughs> and it was. And then I clicked on it. It, it showed the location. Like oh. I was on TweetDeck and it didn't show the location. Oh, okay. And so it just showed finally. finally. And I'm like, what happened? You never hear <laughs> and from me. And then I clicked on the tweet. Again. It's like. <laughs> I'm, how great of a mystery that you just tweet finally and then you never hear from the channel again. It's like, what? Yeah. Finally, what? <laughs> what happened? So what were your what were your impressions of it? Did you, did you dig it? I did. Um, I, I was very impressed. I, you know, it's not, um, like I was taught cause I was there with, uh, TPM and you know, it's not, it's not Pandora, obviously, you know, there's no flight of passage. It's, it's, but I don't think it was trying to be that. And I think for what it is, you know, it's just a fun area for kids and adults and it's based on toy story, which who doesn't love toy story. It's, it's I would have to say it's my favorite Pixar movie 
So being in the world of Toy Story, I don't know, it's like just for what it is, maybe it's because I wasn't expecting well, much. I wasn't expecting a Pandora, people, you know? People are driving me crazy about this because they're like, oh, it's so cheap and thrown together and yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, listen, folks, this, and they're like, it's so sparse and under-themed. And like, I mm. went on this rant the other day on Twitter about it. I'm like, guys, do you not understand Toy Story? This is supposed to be the backyard of some kid who pulls together a bunch of junk from his attic and his toy box and throws together this fun like land where his toys can play. And he's got he, he makes a fake roller coaster and a couple restaurants and 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 a silly little uh spinning like ride for for his little green men toys like this is just a this is supposed to be like pulled out of a kid's imagination um and with that in mind i thought they like nailed it i think it looks beautiful down there yeah and there's so because tpm i think he'd already been there for uh i know he'd been there on the soft opening and the official day so i think i was on there the official second day and he was just pointing out all of these amazing little details that like when you go to the the food stand, um, you know, it's like a, looks like it's held up by like a, a like a thermos. And they even added like fake green putty to make it look like, oh, this is how it would be held together, you know. And there's so many little details yeah. like that, that that's why it. Again, it's no Pandora, but I don't I don't think it was trying to be, but those little details just bring it on a But but it's a, it's it's the it's the imaginative it's the imaginative backyard uh play area equivalent of Pandora because they've done so much. Like everything is scotch taped together. Everything is like glued together or puttied together, and they had to take the effort to make like life-size scotch tape to right. to tape all the things it's just it's really really cool and, and innovative and um i really I, I dig it i think it looks really really beautiful i think people um, did under you, did you... i think people will underappreciate things like that where they can like oh that's kind of tacky that it looks like it's held together with putty it's like no that's and that's attention to that's detail because like um <laughs> on the floor i didn't realize it until i was in the part in the land for like half an hour because there were these patterns on the ground and it took me a while to realize that it was like a shoe print, like a giant shoe print, and they're all over. So it looks as if like a kid, whether it's Andy or someone else. Oh, really? Yeah, they're That's like really cool. Like at first you're like, oh, it's just kind of like a pattern, but then you, when you're away from one of them and you look at it, it's like a sneaker, you know, and it's you know the tri or you know sneakers have those like triangles. Yep. So that yeah, so it looks like there's like a kid that walked through. I really enjoyed it, and the food was really. Um, really good uh, i was uh lucky enough that uh tpm had to shoot some b-roll for some food so i got to kind of have a little sampler of like three or four different meals and it didn't feel like a quick service restaurant like the quality to me it was like better than what i was expecting yeah i was i um and not to not to like detract from it but we were my channel covered uh pixar pier pretty heavily and while i wasn't there personally i was you know got minute by minute updates by by one of the guys who does all my my video work and he was equally impressed with some of the food that they had down there um and uh i was actually talking to kevin because kevin was at pixar pier and mm -hmm. he even liked all the food he got at like the lamplight lounge um so you know they always disney parks never really let me down though in terms of food you know what i mean like i don't ever um leave a leave a disney park thinking to myself boy i'm sure hungry and unsatisfied you know what i mean <laughs> the only one i felt that uh, 
And um, it was actually a couple of months ago, me and my girlfriend went to um, Gaston's uh, pub or, you oh, know, the pub. Yeah. yeah, that pub. Yeah. And like, did you get that? Like they're, they're like butterbeer equivalent. Oh, like I, the, I, they do like this apple cider yeah, thing. I think it tastes disgusting personally. Like, I don't I know. really don't like I have no taste for yeah, it. it. Butterbeer it, is if so it was gr- If it was green <laughs> apple, maybe, but it was red. I don't know. Um, but the thing yeah, is, like, we love gross. hummus and like it. Animal Kingdom, you can get like a really good hummus and like pita uh, bread kind of platter th- or thing. Or at Universal, you can get like hummus and it comes with like celery and uh, carrots. And they had hummus and chips. And we're like, okay, cool. Let's get hummus and chips. And all it is is like that really cheap stuff you see at um, like a Publix or a Safeway where it's just those really thin pretzels. But it's like, that's not hummus and chips. Like hummus and chips, it makes it sound like it's something that they make in the back. But it's like the kind of thing you get for like a dollar at the store and they're selling it for like five or something. But other than that, I'm usually not disappointed with uh, theme park food in general. Did you, did you ride the Slinky Dog Coaster? I didn't. I didn't get to do the any of the either of the two rides um, just because the wait times were ridiculous and it wasn't there all that long, but uh, I want to the can next you, time I can go. Can you see the Wheezy animatronic from, like, just the walkways? Like, no, from, from they, the, from they, the, from the park? you can't even see it from the, because we walked over to the uh, the exit, uh, like, literally where you exit off the ride, and you still can't see it. You cannot, maybe there is some angle, but, like, um, yeah. I don't, I don't so get I haven't why, seen it, what the know? point of that is. I don't know why, why would you, why, why hide it? That's a little bit of a bummer. It's the opposite but, of um, Mr. Potato Head. Like when that debuted in, uh, you know, Disney, uh, California adventure, like it was the thing to entice you onto the ride. Can you see, can you see the potato head at, at, at Toy Story Land? I don't think so. No, I don't, not to my okay. recollection. Yeah. Cause he's inside. Yeah. Right? They, they, yeah. They rerouted. Uh, the whole queue for Toy Story Mania and added, I think, a third track. Um, and so uh, I know that they added him in as well. It is and, sad, uh, though. I will say before I forget that, you know, the area that it used to be where it had where they replicated the outside of Pixar Studios, that area is like yeah. gone. And I always thought it was just so cool the way they replicated the outside of the studio and it, they just took everything everything down which is sad yeah it's a shame that they took down that whole that whole facade that whole that whole entrance it's it's and i don't know what the purpose of that would have been i guess they rerouted all of toy story like the midway mania and everything but it's a real bummer it's like um come on folks like at least leave the at least leave the the sign up as like a photo op or something i but, think i think tpm oh, well. said that and i'm i could be wrong but i think he said it's going to be like storage but going back to the new Toy Story Land, there were just a lot of really great details I really appreciated. You know, it wasn't like first time I went in, I t- I got everything. You know, it's like even, you know, the like fourth time I walked around, I was still noticing little tiny details that they added. And at night, um, the place looks even more ama- like in the day it looks good. But at night, like it just comes alive, like the lights that they have set out around like the colorful lights and the, the roller coaster track and the, and the, the alien ride, like just, it just really comes alive at night, kind of like Pandora in a way where it's nice during the day, but then when it gets dark, it's really cool looking. Yeah. Not to jump to the other side of the, 
excuse me, not to jump to the other side of the country, but Pixar Pier is the exact same way. It is so much better at night than really? it is during the day. And um, and it, I would recommend you don't even bother trying to ride the Incredicoaster if you're ever out there, unless it's dark outside, because most of the effects and uh, and like lots of the stuff that happens inside the tunnel, it's kind of drowned out when there's a lot of excess light on the uh, like on the outside. So it's definitely um, it's definitely interesting how they're they're these parks are so much cooler. It w- makes me wish that they would just keep the parks open twenty four seven. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I would totally sleep all day long. And then go to the parks when it's like cold and mm, dark yep. out all night and like and like ride all the rides when all the kids are asleep. You know, like leave the parks open for adult swim after midnight for from like from like twelve to four. You know what I mean? Or yeah. <laughs> and then um uh and, and let let all the grown ups go and have fun uh while the kids are, you know, asleep uh, in the hotel rooms because uh these par- a lot of so much so many of these parks are made to be enjoyed at night and right. And there's it's so little that, of it, like you you get like two or three yeah. hours. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's what like Pixar Pier is is a big problem because when World of Colors running, they shut down the roller coaster, they shut down the Ferris wheel, they shut down everything that really runs on the pier, so that hmm. it doesn't ruin the World of Color show. Uh, and so, with that in mind, you only get a very short like window of opportunity to ride. Uh, to ride those rides in the dark, like they were like intended to be. Although World of Color is like absolutely destroyed, I can't. I still cannot believe. I, can you imagine being the dude that destroyed World of Color? So what happened? Because I only heard like a snippet of what. Do you know the full kind of? Um, I'm hearing it through a friend of a friend of a friend, of right. course. So there's, but I mean, there's a lot of. I knew about this like three, four months ago, and I told all you guys. Because a little insider information for uh, the theme park tube group of friends that we're all together. We all have like a, a group chat. And I said, to, I said to everybody, it's like, guys, someone just destroyed World of Color. And right. it's going to be down for a long time. And everyone's like, no, it's not. They they have press releases saying it's going to be okay. And I'm like, guys, you do not understand. So from what I understand is that uh, the center platform, the main platform of World of Color, because they all submerge during mm-hmm. the day so that you're not seeing them. You're just seeing a lake. Right. Uh, and then at night when the show runs, they, they raise these platforms out of the water. Mm-hmm. And that's where all the fountains and the high powered like screen water screens are yeah. and stuff. Uh, and they were working on it to like refurbish it. And a lot of electronics were open on it. A lot of panels were open because uh, they were leaving it up to be worked on for days at a time. Uh, and somebody made the mistake of flipping the switch that lowered the center platform while everything was exposed. Oh no! And everything just everything just got shorted out. Everything got destroyed. All the electronics on the panel, on the, on the on the uh, platform, got got just destroyed. So wow. they have to essentially rebuild the electronics on the center platform from scratch. Is what I understand. That's yeah. So I assume that whoever did that's probably uh, probably not working at the company anymore. <laughs> yeah, or or the subcontractor that Disney hired to do whatever they did. I mean, boy, oh boy, can you imagine being that dude? <laughs> Maybe it's just like a mal um, like a malfunction or something. But yeah, unless... but um, it's a bummer. It'll, it won't it won't be back until next year at least. I say, I think. Wow. So, um, and I and I enjoy. Have you ever seen World of Color? I'm sure you have, right? Yeah, yeah. I think it's fun. You know. Um, yeah, it's fine. It, uh, but yeah, I really do love the theming of Toy Story Land. It's so cool. It makes me miss the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids Land, just in terms of like everything being giant and like oversized. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think um, overall, I, but, like uh, again, like it's no 
you know, Pandora, but I think for what it is, they well, did a it's, good it's, job. It's a Pandora in its own in its own respect. It's sort of it's Pandora enough, you know what I mean? Like it's the Pandora equivalent of a Toy Story Land, you know? They I feel like they put a lot of effort into it and I can't believe all the licensing and theming that they got of all these vintage toys. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's packed with Tinker toys and like those like cuddle bugs or doodle bugs or whatever. And yeah, just like everything you can think of tons of Fisher price stuff. Uh, it's super, super interesting to me. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we one day find out that Disney like bought all those toy companies secretly and just let them keep operating. They own every, <laughs> they, they're going to just own everything at some point. So um, yeah, I guess the, right? the only thing, I guess I want to use the word like disappointed. Cause I already knew they weren't, but I wish that the, like the giant, <laughs> the giant Woody and the Buzz and you know all that. I wish they had some kind of movement. Yeah, I'm. I'm actually still. I'm honestly still surprised that they haven't. They don't have articulated. They don't have an articulated Buzz, Woody, and Jesse head for like live stage shows and stuff. If I had to guess, I would assume that that might might debut here sooner rather than later, or like at Christmas time or something. Because usually Christmas. Right. Is when they roll out a new articulated head for their stage show at Christmas. Mm. And, uh, but like, you know, if you're going to talk about three characters that like would totally kill for like with an articulated head, it would be like Buzz, Woody and Jesse. Cause mm-hmm. they, they just look, they would just look so awesome. But yeah, I know those, those stagnant figures and they did the same thing in Pixar pier. I mean, all of the incredible figures are just, are just static figures. See Pixar no pier, I don't, I don't know nearly it because i i think i watched like a video of the incredicoaster but other than that i've kind of because i might try to make a trip to disneyland uh later this year so i have kind of wanted to stay like surprised i guess so then i walk through and i did that with toy story like i didn't look at anything before i went because i like to have that you know that um feeling when you walk in like same with pandora because it's just you know having it all hit you at the same time rather than having already seen it on uh, a computer. It's it's kind of, well, here's the thing. It's, it's kind of half finished. So I, if I were you, I would wait until next year to even, like I, I'm hoping by D23, because uh, I'll be out there for D23 next year, that they'll have it finished with the um, with the emotional whirlwind ride and with the um, with the, uh, the, the Jesse uh, critter carousel. So I'm hoping that they have those things up and running by the time I get out there, because really now all it is is food, the, the Midway Mania and the and the Incredicoaster and there's not much there's not many other real attractions in Pixar Pier they kind of like they did this weird slow roll with the with the rollout but they have to, they're taking the 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 one ride out of Bugs Land and retheming it for Inside Out so I understand that kind of delay but um what are they doing I, I, I look what are they doing with as a whole of um a Bugs Life Land being leveled for Marvel Land oh that's right. I'm really bad at yeah. I'm really bad at following like theme park news. I think I, st- I stick too much into the past that sometimes Me I too. I like just just a week or two ago I'm like wait a minute they're building a new Harry Potter roller coaster in Orlando <laughs> and everyone's like uh yeah dude come on <laughs> where have you been I'm like well I don't know apparently not paying attention is where I've been so uh, uh, so Marvel Land will just be where Bugs Land is or is it going to stretch out a little bit like more it's gonna, Tower of it's Terror stretch from from the center, yeah, to from to to uh, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout, all the way to the center, like to where the blue, the blue sky oh, yeah. uh, uh, cellar is. So, and I think that's more acceptable because, like, I'm always I've always been one of those kind of 
old farts where I'm like, no, I don't want Marvel and Disneyland. Put it in California Adventure, but don't bring it into Disneyland. Kind of let, let that be, you know what I mean? Like, like safe from all of that. Um, yeah. So I'm glad that they didn't, because I know for a while there were rumors that Tomorrowland would become like Marvel themed, but I'm glad, I think it's appropriate to put it in California Adventure because that whole park's almost like on a giant reset, you know, like compared to how, oh, yeah. how it started. I feel like they're you know? slowly rebuilding the whole thing from, from top to bottom. <laughs> it literally, I think based on what you've just told me in Pixar Pier, I mean, will there be any in like five years, will there even be like any parts that haven't been overhauled or renovated? Well, you've got Soren. You've got the but bear, that was the, the, but that the, the, they changed that remember because like it used to be sure but it's totally still Soren though true yeah the ride's still I mean, there they, but now they, it's like a, it, a park they just they you know. they just did a newer cleaner uh, print I think they switched to digital IMAX instead of instead of the like the cell the right. cell the, the the you know the hard uh, film film reel um, but uh, but and then you've got the River Rapids um, and then uh, you've got the Hyperion Theater which I, I don't think is going to go anywhere. So I mean, there's certain parts of it uh, that they've got, and they, that I don't think will change. But it's it's a shame that they had Bugs Land there, they had Cars Land, they did Pixar Pier, and like they were on a roll. They have the month, they have Monstropolis in the back corner. They should have just turned it to Disney's animation, uh, 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 you know, adventure. Oh yeah, that's Instead true. of California Adventure, and just rethemed the rest of the park to animation. Um, they were so close. They were so darn close. But then they had to drop Marvel in there and. Uh, and, uh, you know, here we are now. Did you ever get to visit California Adventure, like, back before all of this, like, the original California Adventure? I did. I'm not, not, not like, uh, um, not Superstar Limo original, but I did get to see it back when Aladdin was there. And uh, I was there, like, five, six years ago, back before they started making a bunch of changes. Right when Cars Land opened was when I was I was first there. Okay, so so, so uh, when you went, it was after they did the whole nineteen twenty or you know the early nineteen hundreds Walt Disney retheming. Yeah, because yeah, I remember because yeah. mm-hmm. I you know used to go to growing up, I'd go to Disneyland pretty much every year, every other year, and I remember it was just like such a night and day difference where it's like you know you have the San Francisco Bridge and you'd have the Beach Boys playing in the background. Yeah, I was not I was not around there when they had that big entrance way with the sun and like the California entrance way. Yep. I was not I was I wasn't I wasn't around for that. Unfortunately. Yeah, and luckily actually uh, I was going through my footage and actually have like it's not good quality cuz I had no idea what I was doing, but I have a lot of footage of walking around the old, you know, California Adventure before any of the changes took place and it's just crazy to see how drastically different it is. Like, I understand why they made the changes, and I think the changes are way better than what it was, but I kind of have this nostalgia of walking around and hearing the Beach Boys playing, you know, like, as you walked around the park and stuff, or parts of the park. But yeah, I totally agree with what they're um, going for. So what are your thoughts on the Incredicoaster as a whole, or as, as far as what they did to it? Um, the music is uh, stunning. Um, the effects when you ride it at night are really great. And I mean, the animatronics in the tunnels don't have to, the, the figures in the tunnels don't have to be animatronics because you zoom by them so fast mm-hmm. um, that it, it wouldn't have, it really wouldn't have read. Um, but uh, the music's great. The effects are great at night. 
Um, the the retheming of the queue and stuff is is really is really nice. I think it's cool. I, everyone, most people that I know who've written it have not had anything negative to say about it. Uh, it's um, uh, you know, and it's the future of what Disney is going to. I mean, that's this is a prime example of of you witnessing Disney taking a section of their park that's you know 10, 20 years old and completely giving it a new facelift uh, with with some current popular. Uh, brand or trend, and I think you're going to start seeing that happen more and more often now, uh, in different in, in different parts of the park uh, and in, in different various parks uh, all across the world. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see what what Disney takes from this re- this experiment of Pixar Pier and how they roll it out into other future um, future land changes. And I think uh, the I think the next big thing that we're going to see is the rollover of Dinoland and Animal Kingdom into something new and different um, with with an Indiana Jones theme. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I'm excited uh, I, for I'm that. Inter- I'm interested to yeah, I'm interested to see what they're going to do um, out there because there are parts of their parks that are people are like, oh, this is tired, and right. uh, we could really we could do for something new and and fun, uh, and they can save some pocket change by just you know ripping the faces off of everything and putting new stuff on it, <laughs> you know? So it'll be interesting to see for sure what, 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 what the experiment of Pixar Pier brings to other parks. Yeah. I'd almost, I'd almost say of all of the parks, um, off the top of my head, that Dino land, Dino land area is the one that needs the most love right now. Cause I walked through it and I enjoy dinosaur for what it is. I'm not a huge fan of it mostly because I feel like, 75% of the ride or something uh, is in pitch black. And so when you ride it, it's like, oh, here's a corner of jungle and an animatronic dinosaur. And then you're in the dark. And then it's like, oh, here's another corner of a dinosaur and jungle. And so you never really feel immersed into um, that time period. You know, even if they rethemed the Dino Land area and kept it as dinosaurs, but like a more... Um, quality you know like less cheap carnival you know kind of what it originally was supposed to be because if you look at um you know the concept art it's just totally different from what it ended up becoming it's just so much cheaper so i think they could even just you know retheme the land and give dinosaur really great refurbishment crying out loud i think ellen's energy adventure did a better job at making you feel like you're in the past I never feel like I'm in a jungle whenever I ride dinosaur. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. No. Uh, and it, it's, and, and for so long, so much of the ride was broken, uh, which I guess oh, yeah. they've recently fixed because, because of that, the, the recent reefer. But I mean, that ride has always been, it's always been interesting to say the least. Uh, yeah. Cause they had the and, pterodactyl uh, knows, that would was fly cursed. over and, and then they had the yeah. compies that would jump over and now it's all digital and the pterodactyls bolted in place. And yeah. And uh, what, what I always find it horrifying about the ride is at a certain point, I believe when, uh, when you stop and, and the, I, I have to, I have to look it up, but at a certain point, if you stop and turn around and look up, there's like a dead head of the, of the, of the car, the, the final dinosaur, the scary one at the end, but there's like a dead head of it, like sitting up in the rafters, like uncovered hmm. um, for like when, when the other one's down and needs to be serviced and they just kind of like move it in and put it in place and like flash a strobe on it. Um, and it's, it's, it's horrifying. That's creepy and terrifying. And I don't think I even <laughs> want to see it. 
That's that's terrifying. <laughs> I'm gonna find a picture and send it to you. I'm gonna find a picture. I have it real quick and send it to you because uh, I want to. I want to make like a video uh, on Ooh, the channel nightmares. about like hidden hidden stuff in rides that they don't that you, that you can see that they really don't want you to know that's there, and that's definitely one of them. And it's it's horrifying. That, what a horrifying. That's a great idea for a video. If you ever want to do a collaboration 2.0. <laughs> <laughs> I've been on a collaboration roll. I'm I'm slowly like checking everyone, checking my boxes down down the list of everybody who I've collaborated with. I like I love it. It's so much fun, uh, to the point where like I've I've kind of like don't have time to make my own videos, but I have fun collaborating with everybody else. So, <laughs> well, it's a it's a good way to do things that maybe you normally wouldn't do on your channel. Well, like with ours, you know, when we did the movie props, like you wouldn't necessarily do that on your channel. And I may not have necessarily, well, because I didn't even have the idea until you brought it up. And I was like, that's genius. It's way better than the other one. Um, but, you know, neither of us probably would have done it on our own, but it got us to be able to do it. And I thought it was a really fun uh, subject. No, I really, and we only really like, just like top the, well, just recently I found another one. Someone sent us an, a picture of another one of those Haunted Mansion chairs, like in oh, the, yeah rock and roller coaster like uh, gift shop and we're like wait a minute what so um so yeah there, there's there's even more that we didn't even uncover and there's there's still more uh still more fun stuff to find yeah and you know like when i go to disneyland again i want to get a really high quality low light video of the roger rabbit ride because supposedly one of the barrels in roger rabbit is from the movie and you can see a uh, part on the barrel where it's like dented from when uh, the character Christopher Lloyd plays, like um, kicks it over the curb. And so I don't know which one it is. Yeah, when we were researching, we found we found a fair amount of ones that were like, uh, this sounds like it's right. probably true, but can we be certain? And so <laughs> uh, we, could, we, we could just do a whole second video as a follow-up being like, uh, ten rumored props right. in the Disney in Disney in in, uh, in theme parks. <laughs> yeah, because then so, like uh, I think I told you that um, I might have even showed you in one of the cuts, but the Back to the Future um, flux capacitor, where I'd read books that said it was the real flux capacitor, I read articles and all that, and then when it came down to it, when I just looked at the screen used flux capacitor, the ones they have in museums and stuff. And then, like, the one clip that I was able to find of it, I just realized there's no way it's the screen-used one. It's way too small. Um, the lighting effect is different. It, the shape is different. But so many different articles say it's the, it was the real one. But um, And, I yeah, even and, and, and one of my friends who works at people. Universal said it. You know, he was like, oh, I talked to someone who uh, is associated with the ride, and he... That's when I finally was like, okay, I can't do it. Because I was kind of holding on. You know, I was like, okay, maybe I can still do this story. Because I had it edited and every it was done. Like, it was ready to go. Um, this was like a day or two before the video went up. But then he was like, yeah, no, they say it's fake. And I was like, ah, oh, darn it. And then I had to quickly do um, like another subject. Yeah, it's um, – people also don't realize that, um, that that's props are very often um, – there, there's often duplicates of many props uh, for, for on set, uh, and 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 certain ones are used for certain shots and for certain angles, 
and um and there's a lot of there's a lot of uh uh shrug like you know hands up shrugging in the prop collecting world mm -hmm. where you have to like kind of just trust your gut and know what is and isn't screen authentic and because oh, yeah. there could there could have been you know there just like there was there's like you know half dozen han solo blasters that were used in the various films so you know you could have you could have a screen authentic prop that was only used for a scene that ended up actually being cut from the film. It's it's a it's a rough uh, you know. So like people were commenting on the video like, oh, all those Harry Potter props are definitely not real. No, I that's... saw the real one in in a, in a in a in a museum exhibit in London, and my response is, yeah, if you think that they only made one Harry Potter wand or one Mad Eye Moody staff or right. one you know Dumbledore chair, it's like. No, no, no. They, they, they rebuilt those sets like a half dozen times. Um, they, and they, and they had many, many operating, uh, prop versions of those props for various right. reasons and, and for various shots. So, yeah, I saw some of that too. And like, for me, it's like, Hey, like the person I got my info from got his info from people who had been at the ride for like, since it was, you know, created and person that like I, I had for that one, I had quite a few sources and they all said, yeah, the ones at Orlando are real. Um, there are some real ones in the Hollywood one, but the ones that we or that I mentioned, like the the sword and all that, you know, are from those movies. And I think because they replicated the attraction so well at Universal Studios Hollywood and over in Japan, that that's where a lot of the confusion comes from. And a good example of that is in the Gryffindor common room, you know, where the the painting of the woman who lets you into the Gryffindor common room from the movie. Yeah, of course. On the wall, and I'll put up a picture uh, for people watching this, but on the wall to the right-hand side, you can see, like, these grooves in the concrete. And actually behind the portrait, you can see, like, these mechanical arms of some kind. And... Evidently, it originally was going to be like this effect where, just like in the movie, the portrait would move. And I think my source said that it was going to be a different path or something where you could actually go through it. I don't remember the details. The point being that when they replicated the attraction at Japan and Hollywood, they included this stuff at least the grooves in the wall that's what my source said so even though it's an effect that they had no plans on making functional they still included it in the blueprints when replicating the attraction as a whole huh, that's, so i think that's, that's why I, there's I, a lot that's of funny that they that they yeah and uh, it is what it is we, we we do our best we research as much as we can we try to put out the best videos we can and uh, sometimes we get it wrong sometimes we get it right and sometimes it's just a guessing game and you just have to suspend your disbelief for a little bit and just enjoy our videos. <laughs> yeah, because uh, there's so much, like, you know, there's just so much that is speculation. Or there's, you know, like you say, like, oh, I heard it from a friend of a friend or, you know, a source of a source. And so sometimes you never know, but you do the best, you, or, you know, I think we all try to do the best we can to research it to the best of our ability. I try to use like newspaper article, like actual um, newspaper articles that you can find through like um, subscription services and, you know, footage of whatever I'm talking about to try to get the dates right and everything. But, you know, you're always going to have those little details that may or may not be true or maybe someone like the Indiana Jones ice effect. Like there's three different versions of how 
and why it stopped working and all like three it's like oh my uncle worked on it or oh my friend's dad worked on it so it's like well they're you know they can't all be right so you got to go with whatever seems the most likely i guess yeah yeah it's always uh it's always uh, an interesting uh guessing game when it comes to researching sometimes and uh you just gotta do what do what your gut feels is right and uh, usually usually it turns out okay yeah, like with you and the Ghostbusters, I know, <clears throat> and the, you know, the Ghostbuster vehicle, because what was it? It was um, someone had pointed out something about the research you'd done, but it's because it's such a complex, um, like, situation with, with which cars were at which places, or what was that about? Yeah. Because it's a very... Yeah, and I... You know, yeah, it's, it's the the timelines get very muddy in terms of what happened to one of the cars and, and when it arrived and when it left, because um, there isn't any hard documentation. You're just going off of a lot of people's accounts. But, um, you know, we it, it wasn't like a devastating error. It was like something like, oh, OK, yeah, um, well, you know, you do your best. And uh, I guess I missed that one. But it, it didn't ruin it didn't ruin the, the, the overall arc of that that part of the video i mean i covered all the important parts it's like oh i just didn't say this i said this date instead of that day or something like that you know you and, know how it and is. i find it interesting because you know you look at like a documentary like uh, i forget the on netflix i think it was the making of a murder that really that one that blew up and everyone was obsessed over it yeah when you look into it and i waited until after i finished the season i guess you could call it and there are so many details that they left out, that they kind of twisted, that, you know, I was actually surprised that not more people had made a big deal because there were some pretty, you know, because the whole point of the show is trying to prove uh, the innocence of that guy. And by the end of the show, you're like, oh, he's got to be innocent. And then when you look, and not saying that he isn't, but when you look at um, a lot of the facts and a lot of the things they left out, there's a lot of pretty incriminating stuff like and I just thought that was I was shocked because I've seen documentaries where they add or subtract things here and there um, but not on this level so I find it kind of funny I guess that you can have a professional documentary through Netflix on DVD or whatever and they can bend the truth and not include so many things that I think the audience should know when you're trying to tell a story about whether someone's guilty or not. But then, you know, if you get uh, a date wrong on a YouTube video, people have the tendency to kind of flip out over, over that. I don't, I don't know where I was going with that, but I was just, no, no, you, 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 you made your point is that, is that, uh, you know, for us, it's okay if, if we, if we try to like pull the the um, the facts together in an entertaining way, because we're talking about theme parks and it's no big deal. Uh, but in your example with Netflix, they're talking about some guy's innocence or not about you know killing a guy. Um, but for us, you know, we can we can try to gloss over and and stitch the the, the gaps in in the stories as we make the videos. But um, yeah, it's an interesting point. Yeah, because like yeah, we're not we're not trying to prove anybody innocent or guilty. <laughs> Well, I guess what I was trying to get at is that I find it interesting that there are a lot of documentaries that specifically try to mislead you and um, twist the facts in order to um, tell their story. So at least we're trying to tell the whole truth and nothing but the truth kind of thing. So I think people 
need to understand that, you know, that we're never trying to leave out something, that we're not trying to, like, twist the story. It's just sometimes sources conflict with each other. You know, like, you have three different articles that all have three different dates or three different timelines, and you have to just go with whichever one fits everything else you've kind of absorbed. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know. Yep. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know how to add to that because that was a really good ending point of the. <laughs> I know that's how you know, like when it's kind of like the wrap up time when you have that silence yeah. of just everyone's like. It's like suddenly, um, oh yeah, that's a good point. Now I don't have anything to add to it because you just made all the points. So, <laughs> uh, and I also hear the the pattering of my kids' feet now. At least one of them upstairs. Huh. So I should probably. Go one of them's escaped the bed and is now is now running around. Got to um, go wrangle the herd, <laughs> like make sure they don't get into anything. Yes, because Disney Dan is a responsible father or tries to be. I still can't get so. I, I, I still like it. Like when you I never imagined like, you know, that with all the things you accomplish on your channel and stuff with um your Disney Dan and then your bricks to life. And then we were like, Oh yeah, I have, you know, wife and two kids. I was like, how do you have, I was like, you know, you've got to have a time turner or something with how you get everything done and keep your sanity at the same time, which is having a time turner would be so awesome. I'm not entirely convinced you don't based on, (laughs) based on how much you get out and everything, but, but as always, um, productive. Yeah. But thanks for, uh, coming on it was fun to do this again well i always enjoy hanging out and chatting with you um and we get to hang out later in august we haven't really made it an official we haven't told everybody yet but stay tuned i don't know if you're going to cut this part out or not but stay tuned if you made it this far into the podcast because uh late in august a couple of uh, theme park tube folks are getting together and uh, and theme park tube itself is it's actually secretly up and running, but uh, don't tell anybody. Is it really? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's auto updating and, and, and running, and uh, and I just have to uh, essentially take it out of beta and make, and run it live, and, and everyone will be able to en- start enjoying it soon. Cool. Yeah, because I, I checked it the other day, and it was still saying coming soon. So. Um... Oh yeah, well the, the 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 public front page is is still the coming soon, but the the back end, the demo is all now running, is up and running, autom- and and is pretty great. So cool. just gotta flip flip the switch and make it public. Cool so beans. stay tuned, you podcast listeners. Cool. Well, I think that about does it for this one. Thanks again for coming that on. That covers it. Um, always, always, always. Everyone, it's always fun. Of course, everyone. You can find him. Well, you. Uh, plug your you can go ahead and plug your your stuff your channel Disney Dan on YouTube Twitter Instagram Facebook I'm all over you can find me pretty easy it's not hard I'm that crazy one yeah that's what's nice about having a simple name that sticks in your mind but all right everybody that does it thanks for listening hope you enjoyed and uh, I should be getting a new video out next Sunday I'm aiming for but until then I'll see you next time on Yesterworld.